Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. better than this guys being dudes on the draft dudes podcast i am joe marino of ndt scouting and fan rag sports joined by kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting at ndt scouting also with fan rag sports we are your hosts and it is the friday of memorial day weekend i am on my way to the beach i am not sure what kyle has planned but we are on to 2018 kyle what's up dude i'm just grinding tape just grind and tape. That's that's Memorial Day weekend, man. Just grind and tape. I hear you. We've got a lot to do. We uh yeah, we have ni- 99 seniors <laughs> to profile this summer. Uh just finished writing up my formalized uh final bit for 2017 uh for NDT Scouting Premium subscribers. Uh the Final draft recap in comparison to my board, scoring all of that, giving some analysis, some interesting nuggets on historically how teams have drafted against my board now that I have a four-year sample. Um, Cool stuff like that. Lots of nuggets there. Uh, Minnesota fans will be happy. I'll put it that way. Um, Other than that, I'm just kind of looking forward to talking about some fresh names. Uh, We're going to do that on the show today as well. Uh, which I'm really excited about. And then the other thing I'm really excited about that you really just cannot relate to, and it breaks my heart, is the Season 7 trailer for Game of Thrones came out this week, Joe. Mm. And it's lit, and you would not understand at all. Is this, but, the, is this the last season of the Game of Thrones? No, there are two more, and the good news is for you, okay. uh, they've already said they're going to be doing spinoffs. Oh. So there's so much more got coming down the chute that uh, maybe if they do a prequel series, I can get you looped into that and you yeah. can kind of get in the know. I don't think I've ever been like – there's only been one TV show that I can sit here and say that I just like started from the beginning, watched it all the way through, and that is The Office. Wow, oh, jeez, man. I'm just going to hang up now and – 
Yeah. You can finish on your own. Well, that's that's unfortunate because the office was tremendous. Uh, <sighs> but there's nothing else. I don't have anything else for you. Nothing no other Seinfeld. I mean I've watched Seinfeld. Okay, do you appreciate Seinfeld? Oh, I, I, it's a good show, yeah. But I, I'm not going to sit here uh, and pretend like I've watched every episode. That's fine. I mean, I've got all, all the seasons on box DVD. Okay. Um, hilarious. It's ten times the show that The Office is. Well, And you can't tell me otherwise. And I, mean, I know there's going to be a lot of people under the age of 30 that are probably going to be livid with that take, and I don't care. Um I didn't find Michael Scott particularly funny. Oh, my God. That's bad. Okay, here's the problem. No, because Steve Carell's character in every single thing that he's ever played is exactly the same. So is Kevin I James can, or Chris Farley. I, I mean, okay, and Kevin James is terrible. Chris Farley passed away 20 years ago. But that's what they are. They're always the same, and that's what they do. Okay, Kevin I, James is – okay, let's put this into draft terms. Okay. Give me a, a – player comparison for Kevin James as an actor. A, a player comparison for Kevin James? Yeah. Who is as an the actor? NFL equivalent of Kevin James? Uh Kelvin Benjamin. Well, uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what going, to say. I don't I have no idea how to compare okay. Kevin James to uh, Okay, NFL that's that's the homework for the listeners then. Okay. Give me an NFL comparison for Kevin James the actor. Uh think along the lines of you're you're not quite sure how he's managed to stay around so long. He doesn't do anything particularly well, um, but he just refuses to go away. Matt Castle. Matt Castle. There you go. Okay. Well, I mean, I was trying um, to think. I couldn't. Okay. I didn't understand the criteria. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. So yeah, it's not just a fat joke, man. That's okay. brutal. <laughs> That's what I was. <laughs> That's where I went. Okay, so, I went with the so that's my point. That's my point with the office and Steve Carell okay. and Michael Scott is I can only get bludgeoned with like the low IQ stupidity shtick so much before it's just not funny anymore. Uh, it's not funny. I, I would disagree with that being a true assessment of Michael Scott. I, the show is predicated on just awkward situations and. I'm uncomfortable. I'm cringing the entire time. You have a wide range of characters that are funny in their own individual ways, and, and together it is pure gold on the TV screen. Jim, Jim Halpert's the only funny character on the show. Oh, no. He's one of the ten funny characters on the show. So Okay. Yeah. But that's fine. Agree to disagree. None of them touch Cosmo Kramer. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well. Um, especially, you know, the other thing is, Kyle, I'm not watching an hour-long show. It's just, it's that's a commitment. And... Yeah, that's, that's good, because Game of Thrones is only 45, 50 minutes. Well, it's over 30, so. Is that, that's where you put the foot down? Yeah, I can't do it. You watch thousands of hours of tape, but you can't watch 50 minutes of a show? That's that's it. That's the truth. Okay, okay. We're going to have to reassess our, our approach here going forward. Oh. Uh, but why don't you, why don't you, uh, we'll move on from this. And, uh, <laughs> we'll talk, talk to football. Um, why don't you frame this? This, this was your idea. I really like this idea that you have for uh, a show that I think as we continue to work through the senior class, um, will be a, a really cool idea to get everybody caught up to speed with a lot of names as we work our way through the summer. Before I do, before I do, Kyle, I've got to ask you a question. Okay. And uh, I asked this question on Twitter today. and uh, Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to this. We, yeah. we, we've got to get into this. And 
<laughs> so, so our good buddy and colleague, John Ledger, fabulous host of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, he put the question out for questions uh, for their Friday podcast, which you should listen to, um, on 2018 running backs. And so I came up with a brilliant question in, in my mind, that if Kyle Krabs was the running back for Penn State and got – 10 carries throughout the course of the game. And I'm talking about regular carries, not just like 10, you know, bat, you run against a brick wall, like literally schemed up 10 runs for Kyle Krabs to execute against the Ohio state defense. How many yards would Kyle Krabs gain? And so I have Kyle Krabs with me right now. And I'd like to know, Kyle, how many okay. yards are you going to well, gain? I'm going to break this up. Did you get any other answers? No, I was very disappointed. Um, and I'm no, fa- nobody I'm, took the cheese on that. No, t- no cheese. Nobody's nobody took it. Um, I got a feeling John will hit on it on today's podcast. And so I oh, will be he probably thinks to it's hilarious. Yeah, they're they're going to trash me on the show. Oh, I can't I, wait. It's going to be great. Uh, and I'm going to listen to it. But right now we don't know what he said or if he's going to answer it. So on the draft dudes podcast. Now, look, Kyle, I'm giving you a week of practice. You know, you, you didn't just show up and get a helmet and, and all that type of stuff. But you know right now that you're going to have to do this. You get to show up on the Sunday after their game on Saturday and practice with the team, and you're going to get 10 carries. How many yards are you getting? I feel like this is a loaded question because Penn State's offensive line versus Ohio State's defensive line is is not ideal for me. Uh, <laughs> I am not Saquon Barkley. <laughs> You're a change of pace, Spoiler right? Alert. Yes, I'm a change of pace back. Um, my pace is slower, um, <laughs> softer, weaker, uh, less explosive. I've never heard you say these things about yourself. Well, I'm comparing myself to Saquon freaking Barkley. What do you expect me to say? I just want to know how many yards you're going to get. All right, who was the Marshall running back from a couple years ago? The guy know. that was a tight end? I don't know. Johnson? Okay. Um, like I could say I'm a change of pace back over him in a, in a positive light. Um, if, if you had, if I was going out there and getting 10 carries, are they between the tackle carries or outside runs? It's, it's it, trust the coaches. The coaches are going to evaluate you throughout okay, the course so, of the week and so put you in the best situation to succeed. Halfback dive, man. Just don't, don't ask me to use long speed to the boundary. Not against Ohio State. <laughs> so how many yards are you going to get? Uh, I might get five. Oh, no. You went. Wow. I mean, come on. What do you really <laughs> You can't I'm just, to be, you can't just barrel your, your, your barrel into the offensive line and fall forward for two yards and get 20? You expect me to fall forward against the Ohio State defensive line? I mean, you're 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 in good shape, Krabs. I, mean, I am in good shape. I can't I can't bend though. I'm just asking you to oh. to to lay it out, lay your body on the line for ten carries. I, I absolutely will. But I'm telling you, if I run into Taekwon Lewis <laughs> head on with a full head of steam, yeah. I don't care if he's standing still. I'm right. not falling forward against. We, we've got to change this. Okay, so you're going against Rutgers. Penn State oh. versus Rutgers. Oh, okay. what, what, now, what is the what is the the change here? Ten, same scenario, ten carries. How many yards carries? are you getting? Yeah, dude, I'm getting thirty yards. Oh, averaging three a carry. Yeah. All right. Now here's now here's the t- the plot twist. I've been waiting to add. Oh, okay, geez. ten okay. carries against Rutgers. You're yep. saying thirty yards. All right. Here's the curveball. 
I'm your right guard. How many? How does that change things? Um, who's my fullback? John Ledyard. John Ledyard. Yeah. Uh, well, this could be a really nasty shot at Penn State's right guard if I'm not careful here. <laughs> um, that's a shot I, at I, me. It's a shot at me. I'm not. Well, up. no, I'm saying if I still if I'm still saying yeah, I'll, we'll still get 30 yards. That means you're that means Penn State's right guard is replacement level. Yeah, I think you got to go down to 20 at least. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get blown up. They're gonna reset the line of scrimmage on me for sure. <sighs> for sure. I don't know. I've seen you pass protect against John Owning in a hotel room. That is true. What, you, what was your <laughs> assessment? What was your quick. assessment? Uh, you're playing a little tall, but I like the foot activity, Joe. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's say I'll say I get twenty. Okay. Fair 20 enough. Points. Well, all right. I hope people enjoyed that discussion. But um, Kyle Krabs, thirty yards against Rutgers, five sure. against Ohio yeah. State, yeah. 30, 30 against Rutgers, but twenty if I'm his right guard. There you have it. I cannot wait to compare this. I want to know. I want to know to how. John's. I want to know how many yards I'm getting against Ohio State with you as my right guard. No, that's that's not no because I'm not blocking any of those guys. <laughs> that's off the table. Yeah. Oh, so I'm expected to put my head down and run through him, but you're not expected to block him. I will. I will do the best I can. I assure just you that. Just cut, cut every every play. Just cut him. Yeah, that's what I will do. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so listen, we are getting into 2018 effective right now. Uh, get ready, folks. This is going to be a ton of fun because if you stick with us starting right now and carry through our podcast and what we're doing at NDT Scouting, you are going to be ready for this draft like you never have been before. And uh, we are not stopping. We are keeping going. It's time to turn the script here. And today we're going to build a six-pack. It's Memorial Day weekend, and uh, I'm heading to the beach. Kyle's grinding tape, and we've got to build a six-pack. And we're going to do that by selecting prospects and uh, maybe running some parallels here to some beverages. And so I said beverages, so you can – you can label these guys whatever beverage you want, um, and we're gonna. We've each selected three, three players each from the 2018 class that we've had a chance to get eyes on and have takes on, um, and, and we're gonna do this. Kyle, any any other thoughts here as we uh, kick this thing off? Yeah, we're uh, we're not being tasked with uh, a beverage comparison, are we? It's just we're just talking players. Yeah, but I mean. Have fun with it, Krabs. If you've got one, if you want to talk about you know, okay. whatever player, and you say, "Hey, this is the this is the uh, the Jack and Coke, or this is the Blue Moon, or this," well, I, was, well, I don't get Jack and Coke in a bottle in a six pack. I don't know what it's, it's what's a six your pack thing. of beverages, Krabs. I mean, come on, you don't get okay. too technical. Well, no, I was thinking like Zima and Smirnoff Ice and. Whatever you're, whatever you're drinking, Mike's hard lemonade, Krabs. I, I, no, don't don't get it wrong. I'm not drinking that. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, we just got done teasing having a watch list of 100 seniors that we're going to be taking a look at. But uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold was the player that I said, okay, I have a little bit of dead time. He's going to be a really hot name. People are already talking about tanking for him. Let's see what it's all about. And um, in watching Sam Darnold, what really stood out to me was how well he performed in high leverage game situations, which as a player that he you know, he finished the year with 10 starts, he has 10 career starts under his belt, was just 
tremendous third down passing red zone third and long passing first down conversions on third and long um just a lot of really impressive composure and ability to process action on the field and do it appropriately and identify things pre-snap uh a lot of mental maturity for such a young player and that really blew me away um Though people are really going to make a lot. You're already hearing some pushback on Darnold talking about, oh, well, the throwing motion's too long. And it is it is long. It's problematic. Um, no, his the, the decision to release the ball to his hand has that looping arc. He's showing the ball off away from his body. It's a risk for uh, turnovers for pass rushers running by his body. You'd like to see that changed. Uh, but at the end of the day, the between the ear stuff is so much more important as long as the ball can get there. And for Darnold, the ball gets there. So that's the important thing for me. Uh, really, really liked watching down the stretch against teams like Washington and uh, Penn state in the bowl game. Uh, that, that bowl game comeback, Joe was tremendous. You know, for them to jump out to an early lead, give up a bunch of unanswered points, and then rip off a huge fourth quarter comeback, um, just just absolutely, I think he's worth every bit of hype he's getting right now. Uh, with the caveat that you have to understand that there's at least one more full year of college football ahead for him, so we can't get too far ahead of ourselves talking about him. But um, you hear people talk about potentially tanking for Sam Darnold. Um, right now with where he was at through 10 starts, I'm not necessarily going to argue with those people. So you mentioned the throwing motion and here's the thing. I I hear everything you're saying. I love the mental processing. I love that it gets there. You you watch this guy and from the results of his throws, I mean, this, this is like one of those guys born to play the position type thing. But when I think about that throwing motion and I think about, its success rate in the NFL. I don't have a list of anybody that's been successful with that type of elongated motion. Now it's a fast elongated motion. I'll give him that, but that thing is looping. I mean, it's left, which Tebow esque type stuff. I mean, it's batting zero. It's batting zero in the NFL, Kyle. I, I don't know how to deal with this because to your point, everything is so, so nice, but I just don't have any examples of it working. Does that concern you? What talk talk me off the ledge here? Sure. Well, I mean, you see some unorthodox throwing deliveries. Uh, somebody like Philip Rivers comes to mind, right? With this arm slot, mm-hmm. a lot was made about kind of the sidearm uh, delivery style that he has. Um, if you're going to get away with it, you have to be able to be. Um, fast and confident with your decision. And the two, the two examples that immediately stand out in my head when I'm thinking about, okay, who are guys that haven't panned out that had that really long delivery? Uh, Blake Bortles is one, and he's had some mixed results. Uh, and Tim Tebow, obviously being the other one that, that was just a super long wind up delivery. Uh, but both of those guys reading defenses, um, they had issues they had notable issues. Um, I, I think Blake's days are numbered as the starting quarterback, to be quite honest with you. 
Uh, so you saw regression this past year, and this is that time of year. I'm always excited to hear about how everybody's throwing motions improved, and um, I'm sure we'll hear it with Blake Bortles again, and uh, this will be the sixth straight year Blake Bortles has improved his throwing mechanics without ever actually improving his throwing mechanics. Um, so, of course, it's something that has my interest and, and is something that you have to quantify, and that's one of the, the luxuries of us doing the work that we do with NDT is uh, we have a way to quantify appropriately for throwing mechanics. Uh, but the ball's still accurate. He's still confident with his decision-making. And uh, because of that, it's not something that I'm looking at as a deal-breaker right now. So, And I don't want to spend too much time here, but I have one follow-up. because uh, Darnold's a, a hot-button guy. Is there a difference, and I believe there is, a difference between throwing mechanics and release? So as somebody who's watched, the, you know, taken a fairly deep dive on him you know, to what you can at this point, is the rest of it okay? Is the uh, the way he holds the ball? Does it come off his hand clean? Is are the foot, the weight transfer, the the lower body type stuff? Is that all there? And it's just elongated with the arm, or is there more to it? Because you said mechanics there, and it had me even you know more concerned, I guess. Well, sure, yeah. So uh, the the delivery is the main issue. Um, as far as discipline with his base, working from the ground up, I think he does that pretty well right now. Uh, ball spins off his hand clean. Uh, he gets good heat on the ball. He can definitely push it and, and challenge, and, and not all of that is just raw arm strength. A lot of it is uh, being balanced and using your core and your legs to throw the football. Uh, and, and he does do that. Uh, he's very confident surveying at the top of the pocket. And one of the other guys we're going to talk about today, uh, from my end of things, is Lamar Jackson. And um, there's some really stark uh, um differences between those two guys as far as uh, strengths as an, and weaknesses as a passer. And it, it's everything from game situation stuff to uh, delivery mechanics and throwing mechanics and footwork. And uh, I'm looking forward to kind of touching base on that when we talk on Lamar, because I think that's uh, kind of expanding on your question. Uh, my response would include a lot of that, and I don't want to tip my hand too too soon here. All right. Well, let me get into my first guy, Jerome Baker, Ohio State linebacker. Uh, yeah, I watched a film this week, and this is one of those times where uh, didn't have any expectations. You know, I'm just getting names right. Let me just get familiar with some of the names that are seem to be every on everyone's watch list. And so I was like, all right, you know, it's, it's late at night. Let me just pop in this Jerome Baker. Uh, you know, two hours later, I couldn't stop watching his tape. Uh, I loved it. And I think I texted everybody that, you know, I have like my circles of people that I talk uh, prospects and stuff with. Every one of them got uh, the, the word, the two words, Jerome Baker, with some sequence of emojis after. It was a heart emoji. Was it a heart? Maybe a dollar yes. sign and some other things? Yeah. Uh, so, yep. You, you, of course, Kyle, as everyone would, would guess, is in that uh, circle. But, um, Man, I'm excited. This is somebody I feel like you're going to hear me talk about for like the next 10, 11 months. So just get used to it. Um, so 61225 is what he's listed at. Um, had his first year as a starter last year. And he is uh, explosive. Uh, he finds the football so quick. He reacts to plays and processes what he sees so quick. 
gets gets to the football, takes tight angles. You just watch this guy, and you know he knows the best path to the football. He's active with his hands. He plays through contact. He's an outstanding finisher. He's got range to, to work out to the numbers. I mean, he's physical. He can cover. He's fluid in his pass drops. You can tell he, he really excels at those short zones and reading the eyes of the quarterback and working into throwing lanes. I mean, this is this is a dude right here, man. I, I think this is a player that has – I don't want to get like too crazy with like – where he should get drafted. But I think this is a guy who, you know, we're talking about in the first round radar based on what I saw. Um, he's just an urgent football player. I mean, all the stuff that you want to hear about a linebacker, uh, I see it in Jerome Baker. He's playmaker, man. He's, he's got a nose for the football. So um, I'm, I was swooning after the tape. So I hope that you'll take some time and watch some Jerome Baker tape soon. Listeners or Kyle, whoever, uh, because this is a player that I was was really, really enamored with when I got done watching this thing. Tweeted out several clips, and um, this is my first draft crush, and it came early. Yes, this, we're not even into June, and you have next year's first draft crush. Good for you. Man, I, it doesn't take Joe Marino long to move on. Well, what, it, you know, it, that's, that's true, it, but... It's easy to move on when the right one comes along. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's valid. That's very valid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I have not watched any Jerome Baker, so that's you're going to make me prioritize that before we start in June doing um, doing our draft assessment work for seniors. I'm going to have to find an excuse to get him in. I'd do it if I were you. You're a linebacker. I know you love watching linebackers. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's one this of my is, positions. This is going to be one year, dudes, man. Okay, so if I was high on like Darren Lee when Darren Lee came oh, out, yes, you do. Do you remember Kyle? Do you remember when after I finished watching the Darren Lee tape, I I called you or, or DM'd you or something, and I'm like, dude, tell me what I'm supposed to like about Darren Lee, and you're like, well, what does he do well? And I remember this conversation vividly, and you and I you specifically said, well, what do you think he does well? I said, I think he can run, chase, and cover, and you said, well, isn't that good? <laughs> so yeah, I think this is a this is somebody who does all that with a a much higher degree of processing physicality and finishing ability. Okay. Okay. So, so now you got me excited. You just moved the needle a little bit. Yeah. I think this is more Jalen Smith, miles, Jack type stuff than it is Darren Lee type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're throwing player cups out there. Yeah. So (laughs) so it's not even summer yet, Joe. You got to cool down with that. We just went to the grocery store. We're building our six pack and I went right for like the, you know, the, the top shelf stuff, you know, I yeah. think Joe's rolling around in Patron right now. Yeah. That's it's, this is lit. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's talk about if we're going to go top shelf, how about uh, Heisman trophy winner, top shelf. All right. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson. So Who uh, that? No. watching Lamar, how dare you, um, watching Lamar, uh, the first thing that really struck out, uh, stood out to me and, and struck me as really apparent is this guy's got a whip for an arm when he wants to he can zip this thing all over the place and it's um just just the heat that he can generate and it's so impressive because he has no lower half mechanics at all it's it's very much uh calm base he very rarely gets the leg and the hips to turn over on his throws and delivery and sometimes he doesn't get on top of the ball as a result. Um, 
but he's got like Mahomes style. If he's running off and he's not balanced, he can still just kind of whip his arm and just zip that ball anywhere he wants to try and put it. Um, as far as strengths and weaknesses, uh, I really like him in quick hitting stuff. I like him in uh, play action, deep middle of the field. Uh, I was surprised to see him getting some traditional five and seven step drops from under center even uh, with play action fakes. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of narrative around Jackson as far as uh, uh, ability to handle working under center and granted a, a lot of his volumes coming from the shotgun, but he's shown you know, he showed last year, he can get out in a, a five or seven step deep drop with a play action fake. And it looks really good. His footwork getting away from uh, receiving the snap kind of reminds me of Teddy Bridgewater where it's just effortless, uh, the ability to gain depth and he gets really deep with his steps. And I like that. Um, Showed some timing with some some five and seven step drop, hitch and throw, uh, but again the delivery is not there yet. He trusts his arm too much. He needs to use his body to throw the football with more consistency. When he throws deep down the middle, uh, he puts a lot of bucket throws right on the money. But if he's throwing outside the numbers or outside the hashes, uh, very very poor success rate. Joe, he had 24 attempts, 20 yards or further down the field to the left hand side over the course of the regular season, and completed none of them. Whoa. Yes, that's odd. So that's something that that you know, if you're looking for development, and this is something I wrote about extensively over at NDT Scouting. If you're looking for development from Lamar Jackson as a passer this year, look for those outside the numbers throws to get hit at a higher percentage and a higher clip because uh, a lot of the middle of the field stuff, when it's uh, a more direct pathway and he sees it very clearly, a uh, lot of success, but outside the numbers, that's when those mechanics and accuracy placement issues, all that starts to come into play much more because you're getting that extra distance on the ball. You get that extra influence with that extra distance in the air. And um, that was not good. So looking for that from Jackson will be a huge key if this is somebody that's going to take the next step and really legitimize themselves as a high-end NFL prospect. You know, it's interesting what came to my mind when I listened to you talk about Lamar Jackson and some of his you know, appealing things and then the, the list of things he needs to work on is how different uh, you know, sophomore tape to junior tape is or junior tape yeah. to, to senior tape is. That was something that we really learned a lot about last year uh, for the first time for me at least, uh, taking a deep dive, we hit about 100 uh, seniors over the summer uh, and did the the preseason senior outlook last year, which we're doing again this year. Uh, And it was really interesting to go back and compare notes from the summer work that we focused on junior tape to where they ended their senior seasons. And there's a lot of growth. I mean, there's a lot that happens. And and this is the, the formative years, right, for these guys as football players. So, uh, you know, anything that we're talking about in May of of 2017 uh, really could be different come, you know, January, February, March of, of 2018. So growth right. is a real thing. It happens. So uh, I'd be anxious to, to look and see the growth from Lamar Jackson. So sure. Even and just not to cut you off, but sure. to cut you off, uh, even look at Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. No, Dak Prescott before his last year in college, like he was terrible as a passer Mm -hmm. and the light bulb came on his senior year. Um, still 
you know, this, uh, there was a lot of questions, at least on my end, and a lot of folks. And okay, w- what was was this just the group around him? Was this maturity within the passing offense? And and then he goes to Dallas, and he's you know he takes another step forward, mm-hmm. where it, it took him three years to take a step forward as a passer, and then in two years he's taken four steps forward. So uh, definitely growth, in, and not everybody's working on the same timeline. So I think that's an important thing to note, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. My next guy, Connor Williams, offensive tackle from Texas. Really, stud. Yeah, he's a stud. He's smooth, and he's a stud. Um, got a chance to watch several of his games from last season, and it's nice because it's been a while since Texas really had a few marquee guys, and, and Malik Jefferson is one, and, and Connor Williams is another that everyone will be talking about this year. Um, two-year starter already. He's entering his junior season for his third year as a starter, and he's just smooth, uh, really, really good posture, really good balance. Uh, everything's working in harmony in terms of his hips, his feet, and his hands, uh, really good timing in his his uh, his pass sets and with his punch and how he knows how to challenge pass rushers and take away their landmarks and beat them to certain spots. You can just see that he's just so refined in that area and really, really profiles as that future blindside protector in the NFL. Um, you know, he's not like a mauler, but he does, he's, he's powerful, right? So he's not like you're a guy that's just going to completely uproot guys and, and put them on their ass over and over again. But he, he does have great technique and he has good power. Uh, so, you know, he really complements his movement skills and his, his smoothness with a good core strength. Um, and then what's interesting about him, he's listed at six six two eighty eight. So, you know, we'll see if he can add some weight and if that is something that doesn't limit or take away from his movement skills, which look really, really good at this point. Um, he can get out in space and block as well. So I, I you watch this guy. You, this is a player who really kind of checks all of those boxes. And this offensive tackle class, when you you look at the names, it's going to be a lot different than than 2017s. It really appears. Now I know that's it's an early take, but I think this offensive tackle class collectively really good. And Connor Williams is a name that's going to be right there at the top of this list and. Um, you know, get your eyes on this guy because I think he's a future stud. Yeah, he's um, a very strong candidate to be potentially offensive tackle one. Yeah. Uh, the other one to watch is uh, uh, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame's Mike McGlinchey. Mm-hmm. Uh, chose to come back to school, uh, thought in a weak offensive tackle class. Uh, I was expecting him to declare. Uh, so good for him for going back for his degree and, and getting a chance to finish his schooling and uh, uh, certainly more attractive names at the top of the list for offensive linemen, Joe, as you alluded to. Uh, the last guy that I want to talk about uh, is a fellow Penn State alumni, much like myself. But before I get there, I would like to just let everybody know that going forward, the Draft Dudes, uh, we have a sponsor for the show, Joe. Uh, none other than Crossover, uh, who we've entered a partnership with uh, going forward for the 2017 college football season, 2018 uh, NFL draft season, and hopefully beyond. Uh, we're on a one-year contract with those guys. Um, they do a lot of work with uh, film database and, and cutting film, and they have some uh, tendency reports and, and analysis that they can provide with interactive 
uh, heat maps, if you will, and do it for all sports. It's a great thing for uh, a great tool for uh, folks at all levels, whether that's the uh, the high school level, college level. Uh, I know a couple prominent Division One college football programs use crossover football uh, for some of their tendency reports. And Joe, uh, these guys that we're talking about, we're utilizing crossovers tools for that, and it's a really cool thing where you can pick a team, and then you can pick you know passing or rushing. Or, you know, you can identify a player and then make a reel right off of that game of just the plays that that player was involved in the play. It's uh, it's draft breakdown-esque, uh, and, and it comes with a lot of really cool bells and whistles for um, analytics and so, some quantification as far as the things that you're watching and looking for tendencies and uh I just wanted to pass that along, Joe. Uh, I don't know if you have any kind words you'd like to echo to cross over our new partners, but uh, uh, holy cow, this is going to be a game changer for us to just really give us a bunch of new levels to our scouting process. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really going to help us take things to the next level. Very thankful for crossover for reaching out to us and us being able to come to come to terms. Um, uh, it's it's something we've been able to toy around with for the last month or so and uh, get familiar with, with what all that it has to offer. But I'm really excited mostly about how we can customize re, re, reels, excuse me, based on uh, certain situations. So if we want to watch every single throw that a quarterback made on a third and six plus, you know, the money downs, the money situations, we can really get a good – uh, we can set that up and watch sequentially play after play after play of those types of situations and how they respond or, you know, really any down distance mm-hmm. scenario from any player, we can, we can customize those reels um, and uh, really understand not just the traits, but, you know, how those show up in the biggest situations and the most meaningful moments of, of games and throughout the season. So they put together a really nice program that I am uh, really, really grateful that we have the opportunity to take advantage of. And I think it's going to make uh, us as evaluators and our staff even better. So uh, you'll, you'll hear us talk about crossover a lot and we're very grateful for them and uh, anxious to, uh, to peel back even more layers to these evaluations that we do. Most definitely, and uh, that was kind of the catalyst for both Sam Darnold and Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar Jackson just looked at 20 targets, 20-plus yards down the field. Just click a couple buttons, boom, spits out uh, 81 throws. And I just watched him right down the list, earmarked the ones that stood out. Sam Darnold, third and long in red zone passing. Boom, click a couple buttons. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And so is Mike Gusecki. Joe, I know this is a guy that you like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Gasecki, your, your watched, teammate, your teammate, Mike Gasecki. Yeah, my new teammate this year. <laughs> since I'll be playing Ohio State as the running back this year, um, I wouldn't ask Gasecki to block for me too much, though. He is a he is today's NFL style receiver. Uh, he is uh, explosive down the field. He's got great ball skills. You watch the Big Ten championship game. Uh, and he tra- he tracks the ball like a wide receiver, and he's he's six five, he's two fifty, uh, he stacks defenders really well, and um, dynamic player. He's got length to be a red zone factor. Uh, he's got good hands, and uh, j- just watching his targets this past year, uh, he's he's entering his final season at Penn State, 
and he's set Penn State records for most receptions and yardage in a single season. Uh, that, for the pedigree that Penn State has at tight end position, uh, is really impressive, and I think he has the chance to top it again. This year, uh, obviously, they lost Chris Godwin. They still have Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, they still have Saquon Barkley. They still have Trace McSorley there on offense. A lot of returning pieces, uh, but they lost a lot of their market share for targets. So I would not be surprised to see Gusecki take advantage of that, continue to be a down-the-field type receiver. Uh, McSorley, I, I don't think he necessarily has great pro prospects, but I do think for a college quarterback and, and for having big, tall, dynamic bodies throughout their entire receiving core, Blacknall and, and Deshaun Hamilton and uh, Mike Gusecki, they've got big bodies. Throw it up, let them make plays. McSorley did that down the stretch, and it's when Penn State really took off. I expect uh, Gusecki to continue to do more of the same this year. Yeah, so I am going all heavy hitters on my three. The next one is Florida State cornerback Tavares McFadden. This is a good football player. He was a consensus five-star coming out in 2014, uh, and then he became a starter for the first time in 2016 last season. And uh, he's a stud, 6'2", 198. He, in his first season as a starter, led college football in interceptions with eight. He tied uh, Rizul Douglas for the nation lead on that. He was the Jack Tatum Award winner for the best uh, defensive back in the nation. He was one of five semifinalists for the Bronco Nagurski Award, which is given to the nation's top defensive player overall. So uh, the accolades were there. And when you watch this guy on tape, you see a really special skill set. Um, he's one of those long physical cornerbacks. He really excels at crowding routes early, pressing, and, and disrupting timing early on. Uh, and he really knows how to stay within the frame throughout the entire route. Um, really like how he swallows up routes. That's what I would really kind of describe what I saw from him, whether it's off man, whether it's up on the line of scrimmage, he eats up those route stems and he just, he just makes it difficult for these guys to win with timing or, uh, you know, he knows how to leverage routes and know what the receiver wants to do and take that away and really force them into areas of the field where they're not supposed to go. You can just tell he's, you know, he's got that physical alpha type style to his game and, and he's a good athlete and he's long. So, I mean, those are really nice traits. He obviously the ball skills are there leading the nation with eight interceptions. And I did uh, a piece for NDT scouting where I went through and I, I gave you video thanks to crossover of all eight of those interceptions and went through each one and talked about the traits that were on display that led to those big plays. And I was really surprised by the amount of times he was tested in one-on-one -on -one situations down the field because uh, he's he's pinning the, these receivers against the sideline. He's leveraging the route and he's breaking back on the football like over and over and over again. So uh, yeah, if you're looking for a physical, big, long, athletic cornerback, which I'm pretty sure everyone is, Tavares McFadden from uh, Florida State is your guy. It's going to be a fun secondary, uh, a fun defense for Florida State this year with the talent that they have on all all levels. I mean, uh, Derwin James, hopefully he's healthy, and you have Tavares McFadden and, and Derek Noddy and Josh Sweat up front. I mean, this is going to be a good group and uh, could produce several several high picks. And Tavares McFadden, his second year as a starter. I mean, I'm I'm excited to what uh, what he's going to do for an encore this year. Yeah, it's it's funny, Joe. It seems like we're doing a lot of stuff for NDT scouting, even though it's not draft season. Yeah, 
don't yeah, stop. Yeah, we, we just uh, little subtle plugs for uh, three or four pieces. Uh, I know I writ, wrote on all three of my guys. Joe, you wrote on McFadden. Um, but I didn't write on the other two, so. But yeah, I did you've, been, you've been holding Kane. out on me. No, but I've got the Deion Kane piece, I've got the Arden Key piece, and I've got the Mason Rudolph James Washington. I'm, I'm not coming at you, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just... I, I emptied out the uh I emptied the clip. <laughs> and you're you're ripping heavy shots of uh heavy hitting alcohol with your players that you picked for your six yeah, pack. Good luck I, with I went hard. It's Memorial Day weekend, man. You, it's, yeah, it's gonna be two o'clock and you're gonna be face down on the couch. That's what's gonna happen here. <laughs> uh, that is gonna do it for us. Uh, we are going to be back on Tuesday next week with Memorial Day on Monday. Uh, we, just like you, uh, it's off season. Uh, I'm willing to give Joe a vacation day. Uh, so the both of us are just going to rendezvous on Tuesday instead of Monday next week. Uh, we'll continue to work our way into some 2018 stuff. Uh, maybe I'll come up with a fun hypothetical for Joe since he he blindsided me today with this whole Ohio State running back at Penn State scenario and mess. So uh, certainly, uh, please check back with us next week. We have three shows. We're running all through the summer. Uh, This does not end just because the draft is over. Uh, So we're really looking forward to uh, continuing to educate you guys on the upcoming class and talk about some other stuff since we've got some time to kill and burn and uh, highly encourage you guys hit that subscribe button if you have not already. So you can keep up with all that we do here on draft dudes. Um, and then check over at NDC scouting and fan sports. You know, we, we're continuing to put multiple things out a day. We have, as we mentioned, a list of a hundred seniors that we're going to be profiling and, you know, you'll get film notes on the public side and we'll be doing some, breaking down some X's and O's and then NDT scouting premium members will get our actual preseason senior assessments and uh, that full in-depth dive and deep dive that we did last year as well. So a lot of great stuff on deck for you guys for Joe Marino. I am Kyle Krabs. We are the draft dude podcast sponsored by crossover and we will talk to you on Tuesday. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.